0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Savior Spoon podcast. I am your host, Natalie Bianco. And I'm so excited to have you here. I'm here to bring you a few philosophical beliefs of mine. Some things that have really popped up in the past couple weeks. I know I've been having like the neuroscience realm, psychology, trauma-informed, and so we're going to kind of lighten things up a little more, if you will especially now that we're approaching the holiday season. I'm excited too. Next week is my birthday and I'm sure I'm going to touch on some of these topics next week. Well, I guess a week and a half is my birthday. I don't know. (laughs) I have been in better spirits and just taking things in stride. I think that's a big theme about what I'm going to be talking about today. So let's just get right into it. To begin, we're gonna get a little hippy dippy here. The law of attraction is probably something you've all heard of, like manifest your desires, but there's actually 11 other laws that are part of the universe. And they go into other different beliefs like Buddhism and other religions and just karmic power. And I'm only going to focus on one or two today. One is called the law of polarity. So think of a Buddha saying what goes up must come down now this law is very heavy in the idea of duality you can't have one aspect without its opposite for example you can't go up without going down or you can't have night without daytime so you see we got both sides of the coin you can use this when you're going through a difficult time this can help us see you cannot get joy and peace without experiencing pain and hardships. Everything is an opposite and everything with its opposite is going to exist at all times. This can help us learn from our mistakes and get clear to see what you truly want out of life. It is important to look at everything as a lesson. Michael Jordan, big example. I also literally started recording this and I was like, He got cut from his high school soccer team. I was like, girl. (laughs) So Michael Jordan, uh, Chicago represent. He got cut from his high school basketball team. And he is literally now known as the GOAT. He used that pain to persevere and work harder because of it. This built the character that made him the greatest of all time. What made him such a renowned basketball player. You know, genetics and working out has a part, but to have a drive to really make it like Michael Jordan did says something about his character. The difficult times you go through in life help you build that character. Every problem has an opportunity. It is what it is. It's going to be life. So if you're going to face something that is not what you were excited for, or not what you were anticipating, see it as an opportunity. If we see something as bad, it is just your perception. You have to believe that there's some good in it. So if something happens negatively, like for example, if you found out you had a deadline, you could see it as a learning opportunity. You could see it as a positive It can tell you that this makes you human, that this is something that you can learn from to double-check the Excel sheet of when the dates are, or to use another mode of making sure the dates are all aligned in your planner. Every problem has an opportunity. Now, I was listening to another mindset coach, someone in the mindfulness community, I don't, like I literally, he's an old man. Like it's not Eckert Talley, it's someone else. But if you have a big problem, this is your time to get excited because this means you have a big opportunity. We have something that you can move your life in a different trajectory. It could be a pivotal point in your career, in your relationship, in your own personal growth journey. Now, if you want to get really hip and tippy-dippy, you could go into the whole idea that everything is neutral until we put meaning to it. Now, that could be pretty scary, especially for people who might have any kind of depersonalization, disassociation, kind of get scared, like, oh, shit. Like, what is this big theme of life that we are living in this big globe? What is this? And so I won't expand too much on neutrality, But the thing is that I want you to emphasize or that I want to emphasize rather is that things do not have to be good or bad until you allow it to do so. Things do not have to impact your life until you allow it to do so. They don't have to have that big of an effect in your everyday routines. The thing is you can allow yourself to take a step back and to effectively consider it for what it is. Sometimes you could tap in and use the logical brain for this. I think it's a really good point to see and write out exactly what the problem is and then pinpoint what emotions come up, write them down. And that's a really good way to trace and see what kind of limiting beliefs come up. For example, if you are dealing with money, seeing any kind of beliefs that come up, like, oh my goodness, I wasted so much money. I could have been saving up. There we go. We have a scarcity mindset idea. And you could do this with any situation. This could be for relationships, with career, with finances, with just your personal well being, with your health. And you're going to see too that every negative situation has a positive. And in turn, every difficult period will lead you to the light at the end of the tunnel. Now, I don't want you to get ahead of yourself and be like, oh my goodness, is every happy moment of mine going to lead into a negative period? Again, like that is only going to lead you to an existential crisis. What I'm trying to say is live for your growth potential because once you are in that mindset of who you're meant to be, you're going to have new problems come up. That is the situation of human nature. It's not one of those things where all of a sudden you've made X amount of money that you all of your problems are gone. Like you are going to have a lot of your original problems gone, but you're going to have a whole new set of problems that you're going to have to manage. That it's going to take a whole new skill set. And what I like to think is that the hardships that you're going through right now are going to prepare you best for the hardships you're going to face once you reach that point. I've heard people, oh my goodness, I've been holding my microphone backwards and I could already see it on here just how much louder it is recording, so my apologies. But I've heard people talk about how when they are in like the depths of despair, they get excited. If you got a big problem, get excited because you have a big opportunity. That's exactly where that quote comes from because people know that this is going to provide them the lessons that they have been praying for the lessons that they're going to need to make it to the next level. So the law of rhythm goes hand in hand with the law of polarity. They actually all really coincide. I mean, they're the laws of the freaking universe. But the law of rhythm will help you not freak out when the world seems to fall apart. Life is cyclical. Sometimes things may fall apart right before what you've been dying for shows up. Everything's always in motion and nothing is permanent. Think about how rare it is for a person to manifest their way out of living a mediocre life into a life that is miraculous. Like that's impossible. That requires so much change and turbulence and that negative situation to help build them up. Everything that happens prepares you for the changes you so desperately want. And so when you are thinking about the life that you desire, this is something that I like try to keep in mind. And like, it might sound very woo, woo, but if this is going to help me persevere and make it to the life that I want, like I am not a complacent person. I see like my trajectory going forward and I, yeah, I'm not going to sit down. I'm not, I'm always finding new things that I want to talk about and post about and work on. The gap in time is necessary because it takes time to move people and places and things around. If you have been doing one thing in your life for an X amount of time, think about if you've been working at a low-paying job and that's all you've known for the past like five or ten years. You want a new job, you're not going to know what to do to get in that place. You're going to have to quit or find a new job or go out of your way and it might tear you apart during the process. Like the job search is a whole other job in itself getting, building up your resume and preparing you or taking classes, that's gonna be so difficult. the thing is, it's always a good sign when things are changing. Like that movement is interconnected with every aspect in your life. So even though things may feel like they're falling apart, the thing is you're creating space for things to align even better than you could have imagined. And this can help you get through hard times quicker when you do maintain this positive aspect Rest in knowing that what is meant for you is on your way. I do want to add to a little neuroscience background on this. There have been studies to show that having some kind of faith, having a belief in higher power helps deal with depression and anxiety. One of my favorite neuroscience influencers, I guess if you will, M on the Brain, talked about how this changes or having some kind of faith changes the default mode within our brains. So, for example, instead of overthinking, alterations and activity in the brain network due to spiritual experiences actually help us interconnect with the world around us. She also goes on to mention how it's important for the periaqueductal gray, a part of the brain that's associated with fear and pain, and in turn, it's very good to have a spiritual awareness. You perceive fear in a different way because you're able to believe and know that you are protected by a higher power, a higher entity. There is some science-based background on this. I remember when I was working at the counseling center, I was talking to a one of our PhD candidates and she was literally doing research on religious views and depression and I was fascinated. Like we sat for like an hour just talking the last thing I want to talk about is just about the human nature pursuit to be happy. I could probably make a whole podcast episode on this. I'm not. I'm basing it on Arthur Brooks. He is a professor at Harvard who literally has a happiness class. And he was recently on a podcast with Tara Burke. I really like her. She wrote the book Radical Acceptance. I highly recommend her podcast. Might be a little too hippy-dippy if you guys have made it this long. Maybe that's up your alley. So check her out. I love her. But essentially, Arthur Books began the podcast by saying, if it weren't for negative emotions, we'd literally be dead. We don't have to look at emotions as good or bad. Going back to that idea of polarity, everything coexists. So we are the ones that put our own perception and make it negative or positive. We can use emotions to tell us whether or not we've met our needs, if we're getting our needs net or not. Our society views negative emotions as effective, like there's something wrong with us. Cue previous episode on depression. Yeah, so being happy is not the end goal. The end goal is learning how to manage your emotions and having a fulfilled life even with negative or positive emotions. I think a big thing that I'm really working on and I have been working on the past year is managing any kind of feeling of depression anxiety and using that to better myself and the experience that I'm living if you want to get really hippy-dippy here like we are all living this divine human experience we're all on this earth it we want to make the most of it if we can so being happy isn't end goal rather to live a fulfilled life Another, looking back on the idea of polarity, think about how it would be if we got to the point, if we didn't have the hardships. It wouldn't taste as sweet. We wouldn't be as fulfilled. We would be wanting the next thing. We would be wanting the next thing. And I can go into just the obsession. I think happiness is that obsession with pleasure. Arthur Brooks continued to say that pleasure is a limbic phenomenon, and limbic is essentially the primitive brain, think lizard brain, like it was what kept us alive, and so what we needed pleasure for was because it was a good way to pass on genes, so there's all sorts of ways to stimulate this, but nowadays we have more like synthetic, synthetic modalities, so think about Like drugs or any kind of like very easy accessible content. Like, think about too when people say dopamine detoxes, like they're off their phones for some time. That's essentially because every time we swipe up and we see a new video, that's another dopamine kick. That is another pleasure system that's activated. And so we have all of these systems going on in pursuit of pleasure. The thing is, It's just something to stimulate your brain that doesn't necessarily correlate with happiness. I have a couple episodes and I can link those in the show notes just on what you can do to find your passion. Two questions Arthur Brooks mentions in the podcast episode is if you're having a crisis and you're trying to live a fulfilled life, align it with your passion, align it with your life's purpose, the significance. And so two questions you can ask, why are you alive? And then the second one is, what are you willing to die for? The last thing I'm going to leave from this podcast episode is a quote from Arthur Brooks that I saw and I could not stop like posting about it. We should frame it not as having what we want, rather wanting what we already have. You could take the list of all the things you want, write them down, and just let them leave your brain. Because you don't want them to be ghosts within your limbic brain, within that pleasure system, that desire, that once you get it, like, life's going to be perfect. That's not true. You could let them go from the logical brain and then focus on within. That's a good time, too, to reflect, write a gratitude list. There's so many beautiful things that, like, we could reflect on that I feel like we often take for granted. Like, <laughs> I said, like, eight times the past, like, ten minutes. Ah. So, I want to say it one more time. It is not about having what we want. Rather, it should be about wanting what we already have. Huh. See, (laughs) I hope you guys appreciated this episode. I know it was a lot of rambling and I hope, too, you get a good picture of just seeing things, utilizing difficult times as a lesson, seeing that things change. Life is cyclical. You're not going to be stuck in the same position forever. And then emotions don't have to be good or bad. The best way to be happy is to feel fulfilled with what you have and just your purpose in life. I will probably be posting another philosophical episode next week. I'll probably do some cheesy 27 things I learned in 27 years or something like that. So I hope you guys keep an eye out for it. And I will see you next time on Save Your Spoon. Have a great rest of your week, guys.